just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. I squandered my resistance for a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. All lies and jest, still a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace the Nation. We are back here at Studio 1A in downtown Clarendon, beautiful Arlington, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, I like that the t-shirts are hung by the window with <laughs> Again. care. Again, Docs brought us some t-shirts, and that is with me, Docs, across from me. Docs, what's up? What's up? Yeah, those T-shirts are back from. I guess you moved them from the auditorium. They were in the uh, the to, case with all the equipment. Yeah, you you actually haul the equipment around. Like when we go to TC Williams, you use like a big pelican brief or pelican it's case. It's a pelican or, brief. Yeah, <laughs> it's starring Julia Roberts, <laughs> and it was uh, written by uh, this famous John Grisham, I believe. Right. Could be. Yeah. There's no way to fact check that. <laughs> no. But no, he does carry the equipment around in some huge. I, I believe the the term is a pelican case. Is that right? Pelican case. Okay, that's correct. Yeah, he's Doc's other job. His other job is now kind of like part time compared to this job. <laughs> <laughs> he has nice big pelican cases that uh, he can I, hold I, the equipment. I would around. rather not uh, advertise right? that I'm using <laughs> my work pelican case that's for true. for the podcast. Well, the, the 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 point is is that the shirt is up. Good to point that out, Joanna. The TC Williams. Yeah, it makes us feel like we're in that brand new auditorium. <laughs> the famous brand the famous new. brand new auditorium. Yep. Well, we are back uh after a week off and uh a big show to get to uh here today. We uh played the song from Simon and Garfunkel the Boxer to begin the show uh because that was my dad's favorite song. And uh, had a really sad uh, week last week for me as, as my dad passed away last Saturday. I want to talk a little bit about that today. Unbelievable, amazing amount of support and love from all my family and friends and the Pacers family and the Pace the Nations fa- family and everybody um, out there. I really, really appreciate all the all the texts and the emails and the phone calls and everything else. So, um, and the flowers and that were mail. I got a lot of like snail mail delivered to me too. So that was, that was really cool. Uh, his, his memorial was on Wednesday and it was, uh, an incredibly emotional, great event. So I want to talk a little bit about that and his impact on, uh, me and Pacers and running, uh, you know, kind of as it relates to running. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we got some more dog stories, dogs on the run, a couple dog stories, uh, we got the tweets of the week, and we've got um, a flock update, Kerry Gallagher slash um, Wassell flock update. So a lot to get into here today. Um, but like I said, I would like to start with um, just thanking everybody again for an unbelievable amount of support. Uh, I know, Docs, you were out of town, so you couldn't attend the memorial, but it went as well as as it could have gone on Wednesday, and we actually closed the stores during the day, you know, so all the employees could go. And I mean, it was like fifty Pacers employees there at least. It was just, it was incredible. So I appreciate you you going, Joanna. Um, my dad really wanted like a you know a ten person memorial. <laughs> You know, he figured he just uh, would would have something that would be with just family, and it turned out to be you know 250 to 300. It was it was a packed house and a really neat tribute to my dad, uh, who ultimately really was the reason that that we were able to start Pacers uh, back in 2003. Um, you know, it was it was sort of an idea that I I had and went to my parents uh, with. There was an existing store and. Old Town Alexandria that had been there since uh, 91 and I worked there and kind of managed the store on weekends and managed the store more full-time and decided to make it sort of my career and went to my parents after talking to the the previous owner about buying the store went to my parents and said hey um, let's try to make this thing happen and um, you know they they had paid their house off for 25 years and um, you know they 
mortgage their house and decided to, to take a chance on it. And it was an unbelievable opportunity for a 27 year old. It was, it was an unbelievable amount of belief that a father had, uh, in his son and really his family, because, you know, everybody sort of contributed, especially in the early days. You know, my mom, you know, was, was, uh, working the floor and doing everything from, you know, uh, painting the walls to fixing the toilets to selling the shoes to well, you know, and everything. Well, and Adrian still does. And she all, still, she still to be things. fair, she she really still does those things. Uh, my dad was doing the books and he was, you know, doing transfers and anything that um, it, nothing was ever below him. I mean, even up till you know five years ago, I feel like he was doing the transfers. You know, driving between all six of our stores. You know, fighting the traffic. <laughs> And doing a five-hour to six-hour run of transfers because we eat, we, you know, we we even out our inventory every week, uh, twice a week actually, and he would do that those trips and just totally committed to the business and just, you know, totally uh, in it for the right reasons. Really enjoyed the employees, enjoyed the community that we built, uh, really enjoyed helping people and. It was, he was just an unbelievable guy and, you know, um, he's going to be missed by, of course, my family and, and, you know, uh, the the Pacers family as well. So I I really appreciate all the tributes this week from, and I don't, you know, guys, I don't, I didn't want to overplay this, but I felt like maybe it was necessary to, 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 you know, start the show off. I didn't want to overplay it because Charlie's done an article on Ron Washington. Kathy wrote something really nice for our, our, our website. Uh, but uh, I know a lot of people have reached out to me. Chris, um, can I tell yeah. can I tell Mr. Farley's story? Yeah, please do. Okay, so speaking of transfers, um, back when I still worked at Logan Circle, um, one time Mr. Farley is doing the transfers, and for our listeners who don't know, it basically involves carrying these like boxes full of shoes and apparel and accessories around to all the different stores. So. Mm-hmm. It can definitely get exhaustive when it's like a hot day and there's a lot of traffic and you're driving around. So this one particular Friday, um, Mr. Farley is in Logan Circle trying to unload all these boxes and he's not, um, I don't want to say he was in a bad mood, but he just like wasn't really very like up, like, yeah. you know, so I'm trying to like, what do I say to like, you know, get, get a little conversation going here. Lighten the mood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Mr. Farley, it's like almost the weekend. That's exciting. Right. And he says to me. This business is a seven-day-a-week business. <laughs> there are no weekends. That sounds about right from him. Yeah, I mean... And you've, you've been saying that to your uh, employees, staff since then, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah, I have. Yes. When people are like, oh, it's the weekend, I'm like, it doesn't mean anything for you. I know. Well, he, he uh, you know, he generally was a, a, a positive, positive guy, obviously. And it, it, it was his attitude. It was a seven-day-a-week thing for him, and... The great part about him is he really had no expectations of of any sort of like big monetary return from it. You know, he just, you know, wanted to, to, he loved being a part of it. Um, He was a big, uh, he was big into running. He wasn't, he wasn't the fastest runner, um, but growing up, he's the one who introduced like a lot of uh, people's dads. Um, You know, he introduced me to running and we'd go on runs together and, you know, taught me some good you know, lessons. I remember one time we went on a run and I was so happy to finally beat my dad. So we did like a three mile run and I sprinted home and I beat him probably like by a block or something like that. How old were you? I was, uh, I think it was eight or nine years old at the time. So I was super excited to, to be able to go. Maybe it was 10. It was, it was, you know, a two or three mile run. So I, I sprint home and I, and I get home and I go inside and I grab myself some water very selfishly and uh you know he comes in and he is pissed he's like listen christopher that is not good running etiquette what you do is number one you get both of us water and number two you wait for the person that you run with to finish as well you don't go inside and not wait for him and i've never uh not waited on a running partner since um but those are the type of things that those those little things are the are the ones that um that you'll remember um, and fondly remember. Those are the things that he would never remember, but those are the things that I, I remember in the little lessons and things I can carry on with me. And he really has helped create a legacy here. And, 
the DC area. And I don't think I'm overstating it, um, with our family and, you know, with all that he's done, but you know, with Pacers too. Uh, and he, um, really helped execute this vision and, and couldn't have been done, done without him. Um, so appreciate you guys letting me, uh, kind of say that, um, it's been a very tough week and that's why we obviously didn't broadcast last week. Um, but to get Pacers started, it took a lot of support and a lot of belief. And I remember the bank telling us that, you know, when we couldn't get enough money together, um, you know, it was like, well, what are you buying blue sky? Like it's, you know, the, the, this is the worst idea ever. And, um, you know, it was his belief. And I actually got a few of my friends, Joanna, to, uh, help contribute money back in the early days. Hi, Shai. Yeah, a few Kai Shai folks. So, so Pacers was founded with yeah, Kai Shai. With Kai Shai dollars. Yeah, it was. I had. I have to say, I we th- tried to pay him in Kai Shai dollars, but <laughs> but the bank didn't accept that. No, so he American dollars. So Docs, uh, my buddy Tom Tom McCarney, uh, Sean Delordo, and Chris McGarrigal all contributed pretty substantial dollars back in the day to uh, to get it going. And I hope we paid you back. Yeah, but. They had a brilliant uh, strategy to uh, wine and dine us. and, right. and uh, This is my dad's idea, too. Yeah, they had us over to the house. They got a uh, couple pizzas and a box of Miller Lights, <laughs> and, uh, and the checkbooks came out. Right. No business plan. <laughs> yeah, just, just some pizza and, and a few Miller Lights, and mm-hmm. it only took – fortunately, we, were, we had a really good sales job, so I think it only took like a couple beers for uh, – for, for people to, to open their checkbooks up. But it was, it was in the early stages, it was a lot of, a lot of people who contributed to help make it happen. And my buddies, obviously. Um, and then of course my parents who, uh, that story you just said, it's true. He, he lived it seven days a week and, you know, was, was just so very, very passionate about, about the business. And, um, I would, again, just really appreciate everybody's tributes. It's been, it's been a very, very, very hard time, and um, I've been propped up by a lot of people during this this time. And so, um, you know, finally about my dad and the the the, uh, the podcast as it relates to the podcast. Um, later on, like the cancer was just just uh, you know taking its toll on him, and you know he had a hard time kind of reading things. He was really big into reading. You know, he'd read the, the newspaper cover to cover or two newspapers cover to cover every day but uh unfortunately his eyesight was getting worse as as the cancer took its toll and uh so we'd listen to he would listen to our podcast and uh i remember an earlier uh podcast episode i i played it for him and this was probably you know two months ago and uh not he, the best review we've done. no, no he, he did the fake snoring um, or the real snoring, he might have just fallen asleep while while listening. Uh, but we turned we turned him into a loyal listener, so uh, the show should be very even proud. without meatloaf. Even without meatloaf, he he became a loyal listener uh, in the later stages and um, really enjoyed the show and really look forward to every Monday uh, for the show to come out and was one of the first to download it. Uh, or I had to help him download. He still couldn't figure out how to use stupid iTunes. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was a he was he was really in, enjoyed the show, and uh, he had some good feedback from me. He was very brutally honest. He said that I rambled and talked a little too much, and thought that uh, we should hear more from uh, the co-hosts. And um, he had some suggestions on guests. Um, He's like, why hasn't Julie been on the show yet? Like, what are you doing? So uh, we'll, we'll have to get her on the show soon to uh, fulfill those wishes. We'll have to get the intern on that. We're going to get the intern. Has, has anyone talked to the intern yet? No. Maybe our intern's first responsibility is touch base with the intern. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. Um, but anyways, just to close out my, my, my thoughts on that, he was a, sh- he was a fan of the show. And he really did appreciate um, what we were doing, which I thought was was really really cool. The first time I ever met your your dad or your family really was was our first year in college. We ran mm-hmm. a, a race in at the University of Maryland. Yep. And then your family 
after the race, took me over to. Do you remember? I do remember this. George, we went to Georgetown Prep, where yep. I had a ride back to to Springfield from there. I do remember. Um, this. That's but right. we went and watched your your younger sister race there at Georgetown Prep. At Georgetown right. Prep, yeah. After after we ran it, and at, I think uh, West Springfield was probably racing at Prep. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. right. So you're watching them, yeah. Yeah, and so I got a, I got a ride home from there. It was nice. I enjoyed everybody's company, and and uh, um, everybody was very inviting. But I didn't really get to know your dad, uh, and and I think we didn't get to know your dad until um, your third year or right before your third year yep. in school when we had that house in Kent Terrace, and you're out on a run <laughs> and you got bit by a dog. And then the wolf came down. Yep. They, and, everybody in the house called him the wolf. It was it was a house of eight of us, I think. Nine. That nine. house was nine people. <laughs> nine. Yeah. Uh, um. No health code. No. <laughs> in Charlottesville. No, I was. Yeah, I was running, and I think I was running a tempo run, Docs, and I was committed to the tempo run. So this, you know, dog on a long leash was a little out of control. Jumped up on my leg, broke the skin. Didn't realize how bad it was, really. So I just kept running my run, and then and and I didn't even stop to even ask if the dog had papers or even think of right. there being an issue if there was rabies or anything like that. But then ran back to the house with blood ran, going down my my ran leg. back to the house. You casually talk to your parents, and two hours later, the wolf comes <laughs> in and starts. He's a man of action. He, right. he starts pointing at you. Okay, you're going to Kinko's. You're making this. You're calling the TV stations. You're doing this. You do this. Everybody's kind of sitting around watching The Simpsons and, <laughs> and like eating ramen or whatever. And everybody's like, okay, okay I guess I I'm guess. going to Kinko's. <laughs> so Doc springs into action. He goes to Kinko's, prints out signs, puts them all around Charlottesville. But then it was a, not just one person. It was everybody, everybody. who was in the house. Yep. And everybody was on this team. And he was he – was, Taking care of business and making sure we're going to track down this dog. And and I was willing just to let the thing go because I, I didn't realize that... You're going to take your chances. I was going to take my chances. <laughs> I know. I was going to take my chances, but my dad was not hearing it. Because I guess you have to get shots in your stomach for rabies or something like that. So in case that the dog actually did have rabies, it was going to be a pretty it's rough... miserable. Yeah, pretty rough process. Uh, but no, he sprung into action. Um, we had actually... We called the police station, or he, he prompted somebody, one of us, to call the police station. And they were like, well, there's not really anything we could do. Uh, so he gets all of us to take whatever cars we have. We're driving up and down the, uh, the, the area in the neighborhood where the dog actually bit me. And we start knocking on doors under his direction. Um, then we knock on one door. And a dog almost rips the shades <laughs> down. And we're like, yep, I think we got it. So next thing we know, the, the police are there and they're like, you know, sprung into action and probably a little embarrassed that the wolf was the one who was actually able to find the dog. And they were just sitting there twiddling their thumbs saying, oh, nothing we can do. Meanwhile, my dad finds it in like four hours. And, and Docs, it's, it, is, it is really funny that you say that because um, last week... Uh, I had a, uh, you know, we, we mentioned a week ago that we had, uh, I saw this dog and I saw a picture on the Washington Nationals. Um, and uh, so a lot of dogs on runs talks uh, in the past couple shows, but it's turning into a dog show. I know it totally is. We're, um, we're getting out of the music business <laughs> right. and, and uh, talking pets into the pets business. So, my sister was running over by my house. We had all the family in town the last couple of weeks. Um, and this, this kid had this dog on a leash and similar situations you just described. Dog gets loose, bites my sister. Not a bad bite, but still. So we're experts at this point. We know that mm -hmm. we, we were experts at getting bit by dogs in the Farley family. So she gets, uh, she, she gets in touch with the, or talks to the kid who then goes and then brings his mom out and his mom says, you know, she's incredibly sorry. She's so nice, super nice. And she's like, yes, the dog has had its shots and it's a great dog. I'm sorry, you know, but, and, and my sister was, you know, fine with, fine with it. You know, she, she wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a dog bite. So she goes home. The woman is super, uh, 
again, she's she is so sorry. So she calls my mom and you know tells her that how sorry she is. And I'm gonna get the dog training. Two days later, my sister-in-law Tara is running in the same area, gets bit by the same dog. No Are chance. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was it was crazy. What kind of dog was it? It was um, a poodle, but like a big poodle. What are those things called? <laughs> a poodle that bites? No, it's not a, not a, it's not a poodle. A labradoodle. No. I, a Portuguese water dog. Yes, thank you. I knew my dog expert friend over here, Joanna, would be able to nail it. Uh, yes, por- Portuguese water dog. Very sweet okay. dog. I a sweet dog s- that bites. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yes, uh, so Tara was taken in the house by this woman, and she says, I'm so sorry. And she starts talking to her and says, um, you know, uh, then Tara says to her, my, my sister-in-law says, uh, it's crazy because my sister-in-law, her, Tara's sister-in-law, which is Denise, it's getting kind of confusing mm-hmm. here, sorry. I think was, you're just making it more confusing. Was also <laughs> bitten by a dog two days ago. And the woman was like horrified. She's like, you're not one of the Farley Pacers people, are you? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, I am actually. So is this dog only attacking your family? I, I, what, are you, what are you guys doing to dogs? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But the, the woman was incredible. The kids are really sweet. She's going to shop at Pacers. Um, but it turns Can out. Can she not bring the dog? <laughs> she's actually going to shop in Clarendon. So the dog actually seems sweet. I think that. It yeah, except when it's biting people. <laughs> yeah. I think that they are like herding dogs. So they're like. Yeah, my dog is an Australian cattle dog yeah. and they are herders. Right. And right. has Luigi ever bitten anyone? No, Luigi's was in the st- Luigi was in the store yesterday and actually seemed fine. But I, I actually do think. I thought the- you said that they were herding dogs. <laughs> no, like, no, that's no. why like your, the girls in your family were hurting dogs. No, no, no. Well, no well, wonder that, they that, got bit. That, 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 <laughs> no, they were not. Uh, no, they were not. Uh, both of your, both of them are blonde, dogs. right? Yeah, blonde maybe runners, maybe tall blonde runners. I maybe don't know. the dog just doesn't like tall blonde I, runners. I, it could be. So if you're, yeah, tall blonde runner in that area, be careful. Um, no, but they, they do have. They're, they're training the dog. But the ironic part about this, we find out later who the person is. The family who owns the dog is John Thompson the third, the head coach. Of the Georgetown basketball team, the guy that we bumped down in the in the Pacers rankings a couple weeks ago. Yes, but no, we were talking about his brother, so we bumped uh, his brother down. Either way, now we know why. The, now that we have a uh, motive for the crime. Yeah, That's now what, now it all makes sense. You should have mentioned that in the beginning. I know. Yeah. Then it would have made sense. No, but they are they are the really the nicest family. I just thought it was ironic that um, they were the people um, who were uh, they were a notable family there in Arlington. So. Anyways, uh, that was my dog bite story. A lot of dog bite stories. Uh, a lot of dog stories. A lot of dog stories this week. Oh, I have a dog story. I don't want right. to be left out. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so not to be um, left out of the celebrity sightings, I mm-hmm. also saw that guy from the Nationals with his dog Trigger. Wow. Did you talk to him? Uh, I had to. Yeah. I was just going to let them walk on by. But then I was like, I can't let Chris be the only person that has talked to this person. So I stopped and talked to them and met the dog. It is what really cute. What tell us about the conversation? Um, well, it was mostly about the dog. His name is Trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Did you it. tell him, Let me, I'm really good at guessing dogs' names. <laughs> is it Trigger? Well, I wanted to that ask him, cool. I wanted to ask him if he was like hanging out with Chris. I wanted to be like, so like your best friend, Chris, is also my friend. Are you guys, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out anytime soon? But I didn't say anything. But then you didn't do that. I didn't, no. Yeah. And of course, uh, the Washington Nationals player that she's talking about is my new favorite Washington Nationals player, Aaron Barrett. So, Aaron, I'm glad that um, you've run into two thirds of the uh, the podcast. So, I'm sure Doc's you will see him um, on uh, I don't know the W and D trail or whatever you're running on next week. Keep your dog off my front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, that, any that's it for the dog stories for now. Yeah, it's, I can't think of any. Okay, all right. Uh, this is Pace the Nation. Thank you guys for listening. Pace the Nation is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we could get into the uh, the tweet of the week's a little light on Twitter. So, folks, um, come on, step up your Twitter game here. Um, but we did get some we did get did get some good tweets, including a number of people chiming in on the three questions from two weeks ago. And I just wanted to kind of read through uh, some of those. 
Jessica Rose was uh, a big fan of the Shake Shack uh, podcast. That was her favorite moment. Her favorite guest, you guessed it, Sandwich Todd, and Docs was the favorite host. She uh, was she was the one who posted a picture of her and Sandwich Todd. Yep. yep. Yeah. Again, I think it goes back to your theory. So, so no surprise that uh, yeah, the open tab, yeah, that your theory of the open tab there. But Todd coming, and that was his fifth vote out of like I think eight answers so far, or maybe even seven answers. Uh, we heard from Nicholas Blake. His favorite moment on the show was when Farley learned that uh, Pace the Nation was a pun. <laughs> um, good moment there. His favorite guest was Centro, and his favorite host, Joanna. Once an eagle, always an eagle. That's right. He's an AU eagle there. Uh, and another vote for Joanna from, of course, Peter. <clears throat> Peter chimed in and said that uh, his favorite uh, s- story was the machete story. His favorite guest, again, Todd. Another vote for Todd. That's six if you're counting. Uh, and then his favorite host was Joanna. Joanna uh, is was in behind. Was, was Joanna's behind, cleaning, she's up, cleaning in up, the, up now uh, in the favorite host. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our boy at Run Washington, Charlie Band, chimed in. He said um, his favorite moment on the show was when Docs asked Brandon Miles if he changed his first name as well, uh, which I thought was a really funny comment. And I think his answer was no, but then he chimed in on Twitter. He had a Twitter response, yeah. Um, and we'll read that in a second here too. Uh, his favorite guess was a tie between, he said, Chris Pellegrini and uh, Johnny Pace from that show uh again the the show from tc williams and is it the only show that that charlie's <laughs> listened to it might be guy wants to be one of the hosts doesn't even listen that's a good call how's he how's he gonna reference all of our uh, other jokes that's true all of our other running jokes uh, what, what are our running jokes well we we have a, a number of Edison bulbs. I mean, if we Edison get tweet, bulbs, if yeah. we get tweeted every week, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. if the tweets we do get is from Edison bulbs. Yeah, uh, and then Joanna was his favorite, uh, uh, his favorite uh, host. So Joanna's cleaning up in the social media game. She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, figures. M- my kind of people, I guess, just don't go to happy hours. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. Uh, Chris Jedden chimed in. His uh, answers to the three questions was Chris. Jedden. Jatan. Jatan. Oh, Chris Jatan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, another running joke that I'm not sure is a joke or not, but his favorite um, <laughs> his favorite uh, moment of the show was Sandwich Todd. His favorite guest of the show was Sandwich Todd. His favorite host of the show was also Sandwich Todd. So uh, pretty funny there. Hmm. Um, Peter also chimed in and said uh, that or his favorite daughter was the favorite host. I'm also his only daughter. only daughter. That's a famous Peter Russo joke. There you go. Good good joke there. Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> He's got plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bre- Brandon Miles did did uh, tweet back and said, uh, yes, it used to be Forrest, but that got old fast while running. So he changed his name to um, Brandon. That'd be funny if that was true. Um some more tweets of the week, guys, and I don't even want to tally up because Joanna won the uh, won the favorite host after all the votes were in. Todd in a landslide, and then the favorite story was a tie between uh, Shake Shack and uh, the Machete story. So um, th- those both had two votes each. So our tweets of the week, and again, if you can tweet us at Pace the Nation, and uh, the tweets of the week um, are are read on the show and also uh, you get a $20 gift card to Pacers Running if you get the best tweet of the week. So uh, we heard from Peter Russo. Oh, this. Remember our lawyer said yeah. we're not calling it the best tweet of the yeah, week. Yeah, that's it's right. just tweet, tweet of, of the, of the week. week. Good point. Tweet of the week. The tweet yeah. of the week. Um, so uh, Peter Russo uh, said the official food of Pacer Nation and the New York Mets Hashtag Shake Shack is still easier to get in D.C. than it is uh, New Jersey. Joanna, maybe you can translate for me there. He sent us a picture of like the all the NL East teams. I didn't really get that exchange, but I know that okay. my dad is not at all a Mets fan. Okay, I was he figuring I, diehard I, I, pinstripes. Like he's all okay. about the Yankees. He's all about the. All right, I, I thought he would be a Mets fan. I know. He, Want me to explain it to you? Yeah. Please do. It, it sounds like he's saying the official sandwich of the New York Mets in the stadium is Shake Shack, 
but they don't have shake shacks in the area. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, Got it. All okay. right. Thank you, translator. Uh, Satya. I speak baseball. Satya tweeted in a couple times. He saw um, an Edison bulb at the uh, winery today. And he also, um, we love to see your Edison bulbs in the wild. Uh, he also chimed in and said that he got the concrete of the month after hearing Alan on uh, Pace the Nation. So that was cool. Uh, and finally, our tweet of the week from Andy. Dave Grohl no longer owns the black cat. However, they still have the world's greatest nachos. Hashtag fact checker. Thanks, Andy. There you go. Andy, uh, we, we will uh, tweet you. Uh, we will direct message you. And Joanne is going to send you a $20 gift card to Pacers Running for your tweet of the week. A fair, I mean, a good amount of tweets. I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to say they were the best tweets that we've had ever. Andy, you picked a good week. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <I know>. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but uh, we do appreciate your feedback, and um, we uh, we do like to read those on the air. We got an email. All right, an email. Go ahead with that. I'll I'll protect his uh, um, identity here. We're really. I'll protect his identity. All right, because we we don't really protect identity. I mean, I'm throwing John Thompson the third under the bus here. I'm probably getting sued. That's a good point. Yeah, but um, go ahead. Protect his identity. Go ahead. All I'll say is that this is from a listener in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. He says. So I really hate running with my iPhone, but oftentimes I can sneak out for a run during the day as long as I have it with me. And of course, it allows me to listen to some Pacers podcast. I have noticed, for the record, about a five-second boost per mile when I listen to the (laughs) podcast, which is hard to explain, but it is what it is. For those of you that run with your phones, do you just hold them in your hands? I will never allow myself to wear a fanny pack or anything that even remotely looks like a fanny pack. (laughs) And I really don't like armbands either. I have just been using a plastic sandwich bag over my phone. But is there anything out there that would be a better option and would allow me to easily respond to a text or see who's calling? I have to have an iPhone for work, otherwise I would switch to a waterproof phone. Obviously, something that I can buy at a Pacers location would be best. (laughs) Thanks. Joanna, I think that one is to you. What would you run with? Well, I actually do run with a flip belt. Um, I love the flip belt, I'm but the one disadvantage of the flip belt is that you can't easily get to your phone. True. Um, because it is the flip belt's um, like a belt that you wear and yeah. it's got um, pockets in it so you can put things in there. Is yeah. That, is that how it's you would a, describe it's a it? Good, it? That's a good description. Uh it's, we'll tweet a picture of it. That'll be easier. Yeah. I'm with you. That's my favorite recommendation as well. Um, the other thing that I would say is that we do have um, iPhone holders from Nathan. And it's kind of a little pack that you put your iPhone into and then you just slip it onto your hand. So you're, mm-hmm. you don't have to grip it. You don't have to carry it actually in your hand. It's just um, something that would actually stay on your hand. That's probably better than what he's doing, right? Definitely. Yeah, if better, you, better than a sandwich bag. <laughs> well, and if he drops it, you know, it's got a little coating around it, so it'll cushion the fall. And, I, you know... And I, then you can get to it, so if he needs to respond to a text true. or something, you can see it right And there. I don't know if, if the flip, flip belt would uh, qualify as a fanny pack, because he said no to the fanny pack. He said no to the fanny pack, yeah. no to the armband. Right. I would say that it's not a fanny pack. I don't pack. think it is either. It's like this it's stretchy, stretchy, super stretchy material that you can fit your uh, iPhone 6 Plus in it. Uh, along with other stuff. So. And it doesn't bounce. I think it's yeah, great. I think it's great too. It doesn't bounce. It doesn't bounce. Like it, yeah. like there's some other things out there that you can use that if you put too much stuff in there, they bounce a lot. Yeah. They no, jostle. This, sta- this stays, stays in place. It's like a wide, it's like a, a thick band. You know, some of those yoga pants have really thick bands. You it's wear a lot of that. yoga pants, Chris? <laughs> I actually do not, but you know, we sell some in the stores, so... You got to try them on from time to time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I think those are those are two good options. Uh, two can, you, can you get an iPhone watch? Oh, or an iWatch? No, oh. unfortunately, you still have to have. I've looked at that option. You still have to have your iPhone on you. Well, then he could put it in the flip belt. That's true. Yeah, but we. But he was looking for an option he could buy at Pacers. Well, what about the um, the Timex watch? <laughs> he said preferably Pacers. He didn't say. Yeah, he didn't say necessarily. Pacers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I think one of his things was saying that he needs to he needs to see who's texting or calling Absolutely. right away. Right. It sounds like he needs if it's a certain call he needs to take it, right? Correct. So 
anyway, that combo might work with the with the flip belt and the iWatch. Yeah. Um so see if the, you can Or get, Garmin has options that you can get text messages as well. Yeah. Well, if he, you want. he has to take a call. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, and I think there's and again, I don't have the iWatch, so I don't know, but Mono does. Apple. Does he really? Yeah, Mono we, we has got, one. We got a buddy who's mm-hmm. got one. Okay. We'll have to ask him. Um, I don't know how much running he's doing with well, that. Watch, I, I was hoping to get him on the Ragnar team, so hopefully he is running. But uh, yeah, see, uh, Mister Anonymous in Richmond, see if your company will pay for an i uh, an i watch and get a flip belt, and I think that's a great combination. Yeah, and if Apple wants to send us a watch to test <laughs> out, I'm not going to say no to no. that. Mm-hmm. We can definitely try that too. But I like your other suggestion too with the hand thing. So. Yeah, the hand, the hand That's probably Nathan. the less expensive option. Less expensive, yeah. better than a sandwich bag, for sure. Yeah. Great. Thanks for the email yeah, from you Richmond. Can, you can always send us emails, uh, joanna at runpacers.com, and you could probably find Doc's email somewhere on the interwebs, uh, and you can email me too, chris at runpacers. Uh, and we will read your emails and answer your questions. You can also send us snail mail. Snail mail, of 3100 course. Clarendon Boulevard. We got one already. We did? Yeah, it was filled with uh, beer and, and Oh, oh right. right, from and my brother, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I am sampling the beer right now as we broadcast here on a Saturday uh, afternoon. And this is a departure evening. from Chris's typical beer choice. Yeah, this is, um, and I appreciate Brother Russo, um, the, the Rising Tide uh, Main Island Trail Ale. Um, you know, it looks really outdoorsy and something that I would like, but most people do know. If they know me and had a pop or two with me, they know I'm more of a Miller Lite guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is... Or Miller Lite knockoffs. Or Miller Lite knockoffs. Uh-huh. I'll take a Bud Light. I don't know. Or or a, a Czech Budweiser. Or a Czech Budweiser. We've done those uh, as well. Yeah, you hated it. Um, <laughs> the Oktoberfest tastes like Halloween, right? Right. And then you can also get some... Uh, you can get some maple-flavored or whatever. I don't know what, what they do with it. Right. Uh, with maple, it tastes like breakfast, right? Right. This beer tastes like Christmas. It sort of does. Wait, why does it taste like Christmas? What's well, in it? Well, it has. it's a bright malt body and bold notes of citrus and pine. Mm-hmm. That sounds just right for Maine. Um, yeah. It is the pine tree state, right? Probably. Okay. I mean... Andy, let us know yeah. uh, if it's the pine tree state and how are their nachos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, um, I would say it tastes like pine trees a little bit, so it's not my really. You, thing. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's my. definitely the first beer I've ever tried that has uh, pine trees in it. <laughs> right. So, anyways, um, Michael, thank you. Um, but um, Miller Lite will be just fine next time. <laughs> Uh, you had a uh, Carrie Gallagher update for us. Carrie uh, Gallagher, of course, was on our show a few weeks back. She went to Worlds, ran Worlds, and Joanna, you had an update for us, right? Um, yeah, so Carrie had um, a great time at Worlds. She made a lot of new friends, um, but importantly, she also raced. So for the Women's 1500, it's a very competitive field right now. There's a lot of really talented women all around the world. So there was qualifying rounds. So Carrie made it through the first round, but unfortunately did not make it. So how many rounds were there? There was three total. Okay, three rounds. And she mm-hmm. made out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, any idea what she ran in that first round? Um, I think it was 4.11, if I okay. remember correctly. And those are all tactical races, because her best time was 4.03 this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tactical race. Her, I think her, her heat in the first round was the faster heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, unfortunately, the next time she just, there's just... It's so it's such a deep competition. There's just too many good. It, people it only there. is the best in the world. Yeah. I mean, literally the best in the world. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, getting out of the first round and and was she pretty close to making the final? She was. Yeah. Was she within five seconds of making the final? <laughs> she should have been on the podcast. Yeah, she should have been. Should've... I would bet Maybe. she was within two seconds of making. The she. Final. I mean, she was. Right, she was right there in the final like 200 and it just there's a lot there was a lot of women there and it yeah. just it just you know making the team making it out of a round um i mean that's uh, that's that's obviously super impressive and it bodes well for her going into olympic year and um yeah and her season's not over oh she's still running yeah so she'll have the fifth avenue mile it's one of her favorite races because she's a new yorker um mm-hmm. and then she's also going to do a mile the hoka mile on long island are you her agent like what's going on here 
no, I just, uh, you know, we're, we're both in the flock. Okay. All right. So Wait a minute. Yeah. How can you be in the flock without initials KG? <laughs> right. I'm going to have to change my name. Are they going to make you change your name? And what, what, what are you going to change it to? And can you keep your, your middle initial? I think the middle initial is they want to have some differentiators. So I can mm-hmm. keep the E with the most important So part. you say that because uh, Carrie Gallagher, she's with Wassell on the flock. And so Kara Gallagher. Gallagher. Okay. Kate right. Grace. So Kate Grace. Kate Grace. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they, only, they only go after people like Kevin Garnett's in the flock. <laughs> Right. Wow, I didn't realize Kevin Garnett's in the flock. I can't wait to see those uh, Wassell shorts that they make for him. That's going to be awesome. Um, but So you are in the flock. So, Let's get a flock update from you. I didn't realize. Uh, I guess I'd heard that, that you, that you uh, were going after it, but they, you were accepted. Yeah. So, um, Karen, pending, pending a name change, pending a name change. <laughs> right. right. So we're still, we're still got the official paperwork for that. Right. Um, so obviously Carrie is an elite runner, so she's in a different level of the mm-hmm. flock, a different migratory pattern. Okay. Um, but I, they don't use, they don't really don't use that. It's, no, like they, the don't, they don't. I like they the don't line. Use, I like the line, but they that. don't. Okay. I, I mean, they, they might, they might have, but they, they I've not heard them use it yet, but maybe yeah. they will know. Um, yeah. but so, uh, there's a lot of women around the country who are part of the flock. Um, basically we're kind of brand ambassadors for Wazelle. Okay. Re- remind our listeners what Wazelle is. So Wazelle is a great company they make their um they make women's running clothing um and it's made for and um designed by women so kevin garnett is going to have a hard time finding a pair of shorts then okay <laughs> yeah. well the, yeah there are some there there are definitely men in the flock they have a name for them i can never remember what it is like bird men or i don't know something okay outcasts yeah, outcasts right um, yeah, and we actually just had our first bird brunch. Recently. Oh, how was the bird brunch? It was good. I got to meet. There's. It's so crazy that there's so many people in D.C. that are running that I think I have a pretty good handle on people in the community. And I met a whole bunch of women that I, I never met before. So it was wow. really awesome. That is a cool thing that they do. How many people were at this brunch? Um, there was about like. 20-ish. Wow. Yeah. And that's not even all the women that are part of the flock in this area. There's that was the, the 20 that could make it. The 20 that could make it. Yeah. So there's, I think about like 100, maybe wow. like 120 women that are part of it in this area. What exactly do you guys eat at a bird brunch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bird food. Seeds. Bird food. Seeds. Okay. No, it's actually salads and stuff. It was actually the city tap house uh, in DC. It's on mm-hmm. 9th Street, and they had really good food. Um, and it was it was actually really good. I'd recommend it if if people haven't been there before. All right, I challenge your listeners. The flock can get twenty people out without a podcast. I mean, we had, as you said, we have no idea of knowing how many yeah, people we had in our close last to two hundred <laughs> our last happy hour. Mm-hmm. But we have to at least you know break the 20 20 person mark next uh mm-hmm. next that's the bar year. that's that's got to be the bar yeah wassell's doing some good things um they uh have uh retweeted our show in the past so we appreciate that um i think they retweeted. that's top of the list of, of good things that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly retweeting our show uh you know uh, they they uh that was the show that that carrie was on of course but mm. With all this run here on this show, I expect another retweet. I thought it might have retweet. been the music episode, but that makes <laughs> yeah, more sense. It does. So you just mentioned our next outing where we need to break 20? Yes. When is that? Yeah. Is that another uh, responsibility of the intern to plan? Yes. We've we got to get Kelly on. Is Kelly serious about this, being the intern? I think yeah. there, was a, there was a handshake, right? Okay, that's right. There yeah. was a handshake. So um, we'll get Kelly on the, the next happy hour. Uh, I think we're going to move locations uh El Centro was awesome, but, uh, you know, I think we'll move locations around. Did we mention doing something in Virginia this time? Crossing the river. Crossing the river. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I think that we could do something by the studio. So, Docs, you were telling me about uh, our intern's idea about doing a, a kind of a running tip of the week. In place of the Clarendon Construction in Update. In place of the Clarendon is, Construction. Which is a stagnant. Right. Wow. The intern's already contributing to the show. Nice. Nice. That's good. Uh, did you have one for this week? Um, well, I thought maybe we could talk about. I I stole this idea from Chris Jatan. Uh, he's he's been tweeting about his training right now, and he's he's been tired. Yep. Um, kind of running with dead legs and and exhausted during his runs. Yeah, and I think that's a. I think Chris is is typical. That's pretty typical for someone who's running as much mileage as Chris is. So. 
to me, I wouldn't be super concerned about that, especially if you get into marathon training. There's going to be periods uh, throughout the marathon training cycle that you're going to have dead legs. You're going to be tired. And I would recommend recommend kind of slowing down, but still trying to muscle through, especially if you're trying to do a marathon like he's doing. Well, and especially in this heat and humidity. Yeah. And that probably is a big time contributing factor. But I think it's pretty typical. Um, you Not know, every run that you go out for is going to feel amazing. No. Some of them are just going to be something that you just get through and hope that the next and, one is and, better. And some of those are the most meaningful runs that you have. And it's a, it's the mental battle. It's overcoming that mental hurdle yeah. of like, I don't feel great, but I know I have to get in my run. And I think um, some of those that he's doing right now and, and getting through just, you know, getting the miles in is, is going to be the ones that really make his marathon that much better of an experience when uh when he lines up to race so yes tired legs are just kind of a you know kind of part of the deal sometimes especially when we're talking about uh training for for longer distances and i definitely think you're right that um you don't have to try to push the pace if you feel a little bit tired like let your body dictate how you should run like if it's not a workout like don't worry about it if you're going a minute slower per mile than you usually go that's that's your pace for the day don't don't worry about it just let your body tell you what you're gonna do yep i think that's good advice and good segment suggestion kelly um look forward to you um working more full, full time on the show with us <laughs> yeah your other job is about to become part-time yeah. podcast <laughs> is full-time and one don't worry i explained this to my boss and he completely <laughs> yeah, understood, he understood. <laughs> one of one of kelly's jobs will be helping secure guests um in the future so we look forward to having her on board for um wait a minute yeah if she's securing guests every week, then we're going to have Todd on the show every week. <laughs> well, <laughs> is this is this really going to be her job? That's a good point. I think we should pace talk- the nation with with Sandwich Todd. <laughs> well, I mean, according to our listeners, he is everybody's favorite guest. So, and one person's favorite host. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, so let's not say that's her job, but she will help in the pro- pro- procurement of of some guests. Uh, we're going to have Julie on soon. Uh, we had to reschedule her from last week and also uh, excited to ho- potentially have Maggie Smith come on and tell her story. Uh, she is a cancer survivor and used running. So she's going to come on and tell her story and she's a real inspiration. Lives in Arlington, big time runner. Nice. So that'll be fun to have her on. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys. Let me tell uh some stories about my dad and you guys contributing some stories too. Really meaningful. This was his uh, favorite song, and that's the reason why we, uh, you know, we had it as our opener and closer today. There would definitely be no Pacers without uh, my dad, Chris Farley, senior. Good show, guys. All right. For William E. Docks, Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. We'll see you next week. Dial